0: Hey there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome back to another episode of Tea for c if you're interested in writing, in marketing, or healthcare, or maybe all of the above, then this is the episode for you because my next guest is an associate product marketing manager at Oscar Health, a tech startup in health insurance that's on a mission to reinvent that industry. But before I introduce you to Caroline Musia, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's Time for Coffee's weekly newsletter that comes out on Mondays and gives you an exclusive peek into the episodes and the professionals we're going to be featuring that week. And it is super easy to do. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time4coffee.org and the sign up box is right there. Now, my Java lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Caroline Musia, an associate product marketing manager at Oscar Health. Oscar Health was founded in 2012 and has been focused On one mission, to be a health insurance company centered around the patient, engaging members, and guiding them to the right care. Along the way, a team of about 1,200 talented, experienced, and mission-driven individuals from the fields of technology, healthcare, politics, design, and data have come together in service of the OSCAR mission. Prior to joining Oscar in July 2019, Caroline was an editorial assistant at Mind Body Green, a leading independent media brand dedicated to wellness. Caroline, welcome
1: to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I am. I had a matcha a few hours ago, so I am excited and ready to go. Awesome. All right. Let us dive into the 10
0: espresso shots. The first shot is what entry level jobs, Caroline, are available to young people who want to break into your field of healthcare?
1: Yes. Well, I would say always getting into an internship is a great idea depending on where you are in your career. So if if you're still in school, I would recommend looking at marketing internships, especially at a data-driven company in the healthcare tech space. If you're out of college, I would recommend looking at associate product marketing manager positions. There are a few programs out there, especially rotational programs, that can be really great to give people a sense of what product marketing is like. I know there's also a product marketing co-op position. So that's a little bit like an internship, but you may spend a little extra time during the year in a role. So I think just getting your feet wet in the marketing world. And even if it's an aspect of marketing, so if you're in a creative internship, or you're just looking to get into brand or data, I think there's so much that goes into marketing that a lot of skills and jobs can actually contribute to a greater sense of what this position may be like. So just having an open mind is Mm -hmm. definitely important.
0: Great. You mentioned rotational programs. I actually Mm -hmm. have never heard of that. So what are they and where can our listeners find them?
1: Yeah, so when I was in the job search, I was looking at Associate Product Marketing Manager rotational program at LinkedIn and Facebook. So these are programs where someone can go in into product marketing and go around to different offices. I think the LinkedIn program, you can go to the New York office, the San Francisco office and they can, you know, move you around. The Facebook program, I believe you work on different products every few months. So I think it's a great way to get a taste of the business and get a sense of product marketing. I will say product marketing is super different at different companies. So it's great to talk to someone in the department and get an idea of what you'd be working on. But I would say these sort of post-college programs, often they're called maybe leadership development programs... I know there's a global business sales one that LinkedIn has. So just looking at these rotational programs, I think is super helpful because you get such a taste of the different parts of the business.
0: Yeah, it's like going to an all you can eat buffet where you can kind of sample all the different offerings that are there and decide what your favorite is to fill up your plate on that.
1: Definitely. That's the part that I think is super helpful.
0: So my next question is really geared for someone who's farther along in their career, Caroline, and we should let our listeners know that you only graduated in 2018. Mm -hmm. But what, in your opinion, is a useful skill or skills, and by that I mean hard skills and soft skills that someone who wants to go into your field should have?
1: Yeah, I would say a big part of product marketing is telling a story. And you're telling a story about the product. So whatever that product may be, in my case, it's health insurance or the telemedicine platform. But what you're trying to do is bring a product, whatever it may be, to life for the people on the receiving end of it. So we have so many different consumers in this world. And a big part of the the position and, and being a product marketer is understanding who your consumers are and positioning the product in a way that appeals to that consumer. So storytelling is definitely a huge part of product marketing. I would say being adaptable and being able to work cross-functionally is really important for product marketing. You'll be working with a lot of different teams, including product management teams, engineering, finance, brands. So there's a lot of different teams that you're working with. So being able to adapt to different times of year if your business is seasonal and being able to collaborate with others is really key. Additionally, product marketing is often pretty data-driven because you need to understand the segment, the people that you are speaking to. So having a background in data or getting your hands dirty in data if you haven't already is really, really helpful as product marketing is evolving and especially if you're interested in, in the technology space. I would also say being able to write. And even if you're you know, just getting into it, getting out there and testing those skills out, being able to write compelling copy and speak to your consumers is also super helpful.
0: Absolutely. And I'm guessing that it's a pretty intense environment to work in and I have the benefit of seeing your, your resume and certainly when you were at Mind, Body, Green, where you had to write so many articles per week and per month and you had a quota. I think in terms of soft skills, probably being cool under pressure would also be mm-hmm. a good one to have and certainly also being personable.
1: Yes, definitely. It's a huge relationship building role. I think because of the cross-functional nature of being a product marketer, you're in meetings, you're collaborating with people around you, you're getting them on board with the things you're working on and helping out where you can too. So yeah, I would definitely say it can be an intense environment. Sometimes there's a lot happening at once. So being able to just stay focused on the task at hand is definitely important and having strong relationships really helps you during those super busy times.
0: Wonderful. So next espresso shot. Is someone's major a deciding factor to get into your profession, Caroline? In other words, if they haven't studied marketing, if they haven't studied data science, is it a deal breaker?
1: Definitely not. I think having a major in marketing or data analytics could definitely be helpful. But I would say, especially in a role that kind of is a is a toss up in some sense at one company it could mean one thing to be a product marketer at the next company it could mean something else having a background where you have multiple skills multiple life experiences i think just having a really interesting, compelling background is more important than having a title like marketing or data analytics. I think focusing more on the experiences that you have that you can collect. So whether that's an internship or traveling and working with a group abroad or getting involved in in school with a group that is focused on brand strategy or thinking outside the box. Those types of things are going to contribute to your success in looking for a job in marketing. Not to say that having a major like that wouldn't be super helpful, but I definitely don't think it's a deal breaker. I did not major in marketing or business. And surprisingly, I found some really cool links between what my major was and my job now. So it's kind of funny where you kind of see wow, you know, I didn't, I didn't major in that. But here I am. And I think you bring a lot of strengths that you didn't even think you would have had.
0: So let's just dig into that a little bit here. Because you mentioned you didn't study that you did Mm -hmm. have, it looks like,
1: was it a double major in psychology and environmental studies? So I majored in environmental studies with a focus in psychology. That's just the way that our Middlebury College environmental studies program was structured. So the overarching umbrella was environmental studies. But because I focused in psychology, I ended up taking a bunch of psychology classes. So I would say it was a blend of environmental studies and psychology. And a lot of my research actually in college was focused on reaching our consumers, it was through an environmental lens, but thinking about how we can share with people about environmental issues, how can we get them to act? So it sort of took on this consumer understanding and understanding like human motivation, which I didn't know going into it. But that's a way that I've sort of seen a link between my major and what I'm doing now but I didn't know that at the time.
0: I love it. That is so cool. Now, what about a grad school degree? And this is less so, Caroline, for the entry-level positions. What Mm -hmm. is your sense in order to succeed in your field, let's say, getting into the C-suite, whether it's a chief marketing officer or a chief finance officer or the CEO position, how Mm -hmm. important do you think it is for someone to have a grad school degree? And if so, what do you think are the most useful ones to have?
1: Yeah. I So I would say I haven't been in the field long, but I have seen at my company and just through some networking that having a graduate degree can definitely be be helpful to take you to the next level. Especially in my field, I've seen MBAs being an asset, graduate degrees in computer science, public health, public policy can all be helpful degrees in the healthcare technology space. I will say I've also seen people who made it super far in my industry and just through, you know, the Middlebury connections, it didn't go to grad school and have also made it to to those positions. So I wouldn't say it's a hard and fast rule, but if you find yourself wanting to spend an extended period of time really gaining knowledge in a certain field and contributing your work. I think that can be really helpful. And, you know, it's rare in life to have that time period to just focus on one sector or one skill set. So I definitely think it could be an asset depending on your situation.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a great point. Everyone needs to evaluate sort of where they are in their life, what they're learning in their current job, and maybe what the opportunities are, whether within that same company or another company. And they may be able to learn it on the job. They may not need Mm -hmm. to have that kind of pivot into an advanced degree and spend all that extra money. They kind of have to weigh the pros and cons. Definitely. In terms of life experiences, Caroline, things Mm -hmm. outside the classroom, and you have done a lot of things Mm -hmm. outside the classroom, which do you think are the most useful for someone who wants to get into healthcare, the health insurance industry, the tech startup health insurance industry. I know, again, because I have your resume here, that when you were at Middlebury, I believe you were the co-director of the health and wellness committee, which is maybe not so random that you would have (laughs) had that
1: interest when you were still in college. Yep. Yeah, so that was that was a really great experience for me. My passion for health and wellness really started to grow in my really right when I got to Middlebury, I realized I had an, an innate feeling that I wanted to contribute to the community, my college also to work in a mission-driven environment. So, it was natural for me to gravitate towards the health and wellness committee. And in my position in that committee, I was able to bridge the gap between student needs in the health and wellness space with the administration and really push the agenda forward to get yoga classes on campus and improve our counseling center and really just work to get the needs of the students front and center with the administration. And I think unknowingly again, that sort of really that bolstered my passion for understanding what are the needs of people? What are people facing today? What do people need at a basic level? And how can health and wellness initiatives help people live better mentally, spiritually, socially? And so I think being the co-director of health and wellness at Middlebury, I was able to get a sense of what are young people struggling with in college today and how can mindfulness practices, for example, be really helpful to them. I think that's a great example of doing something outside of your comfort zone, outside of a class, just getting involved in something that you're passionate about. You're not really sure where it's going to lead you, but it has parts that you're interested in and that you can really make an impact. I think just getting involved in experiences that you wouldn't normally get involved with can be super helpful and have unexpected impacts.
0: Absolutely. What about, I mean, for people who think they may want to get into the health insurance industry. And I think it's super cool. You're at a tech startup in that space. Mm -hmm. Do you know if hiring managers are looking for young people who have explored the health and wellness space, whether it's the way you have through Vinyasa Yoga, yes, your health and wellness committee, but you're also, you've just Completed a degree, getting a certificate at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. You worked at Mind Body Green, things like that. Is that a common thread among the young people, your peers, that you're seeing at your current job at Oscar Health?
1: Yes, I would say showing a demonstrated interest in healthcare, whether that's a wellness focus or a public health focus, a research in clinical health, you know, things that show and relate to your passion for healthcare can definitely be helpful. I would not say it's a it's a necessary need and skill that you're, you know, that you've worked in the field, but I definitely think that especially at a place like Oscar or another health insurance company. Having interest in that space is something that we're definitely looking for because at the end of the day, it is an ever-changing industry and there's so much out there to grow and learn with. And having someone who is endlessly interested about the space will be definitely helpful to the company. I would say internships, travel, you know, initiatives at school, whatever it is to to get your feet wet in the field can definitely be really super helpful. So I would say getting into healthcare, whatever mode that is for you, and being able to communicate that to the hiring manager or informational interviews is super helpful.
0: Great. Thank you so much. So I know you've only been at Oscar for about five months, but what is the best part for you of being in this space now?
1: The best part about being in the health insurance space and specifically at Oscar is the opportunity every day to to be part of a mission that will affect so many people health insurance is a very complex industry it's it's a very complex system that has a lot of broken parts a lot of successful parts and it's ever changing as as we're seeing on the news right now you can open up you know your phone and see a new bill that's being passed or Politicians are talking about it. There's so much there. And it, and people's lives, people's financial situations, people's relationships, how they're living day to day is really reliant on the health insurance system. It affects every aspect of people's lives. And so being able to go in every day and feel like even if it's something small that I'm working on that day, to know that someone out there, an Oscar member is benefiting from a service that we've improved in their health insurance experience, or they're getting a personal connection with someone on their care team, that's going to make a difference in their lives. And that's going to help them take the next step and feel more confident and comfortable that Oscar is there for them. So that's what I would say my favorite part about working at Oscar is.
0: Great. As we know, everyone, it doesn't matter how cool the company is and Mm -hmm. how interesting your job may be, has aspects that maybe are not so much fun. So what for you, Caroline, is the part of your current job as an associate product marketing manager that sucks the most?
1: Yeah. So that's so true. There's parts of jobs that are not so glamorous. I would say, I wouldn't say any part of my job sucks because I really, really am enjoying it. But I would say the most challenging part of my job is the days where the work is super hard at times and super challenging. And I don't have all the skills that, you know, I, I need right away. And so it's just pushing through and really putting myself out there and asking help and asking my peers when I do need guidance and being willing to admit that I don't know something and finding the way to get that skill. For example, if I need to be coding or I need to be using an internal tool and I don't know how to do that, making sure that I can lean on my peers and get the right help that I need to be able to succeed in that project. So I would say that's a challenging yet rewarding aspect of my job that there are definitely days more often than not where I don't know the answer. And I don't know sometimes how to even get to it. But having people around me that want me to succeed and having the resources to learn. So I would say that's the part that can be challenging and super rewarding and probably something i actually in a weird way like love about my job so so that would be my my answer there i totally
0: get that caroline and i think you have got absolutely the right mindset because one of the best ways to grow in your life and to reach kind of new heights in your professional journey is when you have the courage to push yourself outside your comfort zone and learn those new skills. And the way that you're talking about not knowing things, Caroline, is so healthy, it isn't a failing on your part. It is an opportunity for you to learn and to lean on your team and other people who work at OSCAR to have them mentor you or have them give you tips so that you can reach that next level. So I think that is wonderful and like a great example for our young listeners to model themselves as they move into different levels of their career. One note I want to make here is that if you want to learn more about Oscar Health and about what Caroline does in her current job at Oscar, check out the show notes for this episode to see if our main Time for Coffee interview has already dropped. So Caroline, what is the best career advice you've ever got?
1: The best career advice I've ever gotten was from my dad who consistently reminded me during the job process. And when I say the job process, I mean looking at the post-college first job situation. And he kept saying to me, be patient. Keep an open mind because it's not cut and dry. It's not like we're all on one linear path and going towards this North Star where we're all going to end up. And it was super hard for me at the time, especially junior fall, when a lot of my friends were going into investment banking and getting these jobs a year and a half out, sometimes two years out, they had a job lined up and it was super hard. I would call home and say, you know, Should I apply to this consulting rotational program? Or should I be applying to become a, a banker? And I remember my dad just kept saying, keep an open mind and follow what you're interested in. Collect those experiences, collect skills, be you. And I think all of these tips were really hard to hear at the time because I wanted an answer that was just Hey, go apply to this and and start in this program, and then go to business school and then just you know check all the boxes and I think it was the best advice I've ever gotten because I never thought I would end up in the role I'm in right now in the industry I'm in. I graduated without a job and I moved to New York without a job and it was. The most impactful time in my career so far just looking, I got to interview at totally different companies. I got to experience rejection and and feel what that's like. I got to experience job offers and, and turn them down. I got to finally accept one that I was really excited about. So all of these things that go into a career and go into a successful career, I don't think I would have had if junior year I applied to the first- job that showed up on my Middlebury career site and just taken it and you know moved somewhere random and there was all of this that could have happened and I think just keeping an open mind and being patient and taking opportunities as they came is just is so helpful and I do think it's it's led me to this unexpected surprise where I am right now.
0: Well let's give a shout out to your dad Will who clearly <laughs> has so much wisdom and good sense. And I can tell you, Caroline, that now having interviewed over 200 professionals in all kinds of careers, among the biggest takeaways that I have got is that exactly what your dad was saying. If you have the courage to follow your interests, even if you haven't yet identified a passion, and follow your skills. What comes easily to you? What do you do well? If that becomes your North Star, you will have a more fulfilling, a more interesting, and perhaps even a more successful professional journey. I'm curious Of those friends that had their jobs locked in in investment banking on Wall Street 18 months to two years ahead of time, what percentage,
1: Caroline,
0: are really happy now? Hmm.
1: That's a good question. but I don't know if I can put a percentage on it because I'm not so sure, but I would say that that field and my peers who are in that right now are having a very challenging time. Whether, I do think that it can be rewarding at times, but I would say that it is extremely challenging and there are days that are very unhappy, which we all have, but I would say that field is extremely challenging from what I've heard.
0: Unless it's something you really wanna do, unless it is where your interests lie and where your skills lie. If you're going to choose that path, Because it's a safe one, that's, I think, where the problems arise. So two final espresso shots. What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows, or books, Caroline, Mm -hmm. accurately depict your profession?
1: Well, I thought about this one for a while, and I actually can't think of any books or movies that depict my profession. I would say that... So I'm reading the book America's Bitter Pill right now, and that is about the health insurance system in America. I would not say it depicts my product marketing role necessarily, but it does give you insight into the industry and the system that we're working with. So that was probably the closest thing I could think of to to my role right now.
0: Okay, fair enough. We will include that in show notes. And I also want to point out, and I know you didn't raise this, with this in mind, but the fact that you are reading a book about the health insurance industry in your free time <laughs> deserves kudos. <laughs> Thank because you. My listeners out there, the way that you are really going to grow and excel in your jobs is when you do the extra work. Mm-hmm. You can't put it in cruise control and I learned that the hard way at various points, and not because I was lazy, but because I didn't have that much free time. But you do have to find the time to educate yourself, especially when you're in a new industry. Final espresso shot, Caroline. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about your profession?
1: I would say my profession is really, really interesting and even can be fun. A lot of times when I tell people that I work in health insurance, they kind of have this look of terror on their face. And they're like, Oh my gosh, what you work in health insurance, that must be so boring. But I would say it's actually really, really interesting. Every day, there's a new problem to solve. And there isn't always a right answer. Because we're a a tech startup, and we're in a really disruptive space. There's a lot to be done. It hasn't always been done the path is not paved so there's a lot to be innovated and i think being an innovative person and just being open to to challenges and pushing yourself there can be a lot of reward in this in this field so i would say yeah i think it's it's way more fun than i expected and yeah that's what i would say
0: I actually would have been one of those people until I started <laughs> learning about yeah. Oscar and I can totally understand why you feel it is as fascinating as it is because it's so different from a traditional health insurance company and I think that's where exactly. the I think the fact that it exists is surprising and exciting I agree So Caroline, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee. We should let our listeners know that it is a Sunday afternoon, approaching Sunday evening. It has been such a pleasure to talk with you. I greatly appreciate your sharing your insights into this dynamic industry with me and the Time for Coffee community. Thank
1: you so much for having me, Andrea. This has been awesome.